Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Well, here we go. Yes, we go. If we were going to take it out down the road, boy, we've got a long road to do because between you and I, it's 2,500 miles. <laughs> yeah. Really, so so here we are after a long time frame. It's, it's weird from you know how we've got to change schedule, how we kind of have got this very more fluid schedule, and it it kind yeah. of is it's good. It's just a little disconcerting at times to kind of keep my head in the game. But so um. We'll do our standard greet and meet. Um, what's your last month been like since we mm-hmm. last had our live show? Well, let's see. I mean, you know, it's the same old, same old, really, in my world. Like, the shop is busy. We're preparing for the holiday season. That's all pretty typical. Uh, I'm working. I have my book, my next book's coming out on January 8th, so I'm doing a little bit of reminding people <laughs> that I have a book coming out and then I'm working on the next one because that's just because I'm crazy and I constantly am looking for things to do, I guess. So uh, I've been writing a book, the next book. The one that comes out in January is called Witches, Heretics, and Warrior Women. And it is really about how witchcraft is rebellious and how as witches we can become more rebellious. And there are nine women from history that I, uh, that have been accused of being witches. They probably, none of them probably were because what people didn't call themselves a witch. Uh, but what they did was a lot like what we would consider witchcraft. So I use these nine different women as inspiration. The book I'm writing right now is all about how to create rituals that work. 
so I'm in this really ritual headspace. Like everything I'm looking at is like, oh, that would be a good grounding practice. Or, oh, we could turn this dinner we're having into a ritual. Or, oh, I should do a better morning <laughs> ritual. Like everything is what I'm looking at everything through the lens of rituals. So it's kind mm-hmm. of fun and kind of infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we had a good sow-in. I had, uh, you know, an answer dinner with my little mo- new moon group of women. And um, we had, we, you know, I, I think I mentioned this many times, I'm sure, but we moved to a new neighborhood a year ago. So last year, Halloween happened peak COVID time. So we didn't really have any trick-or-treaters. And last year, we just left a bowl out and was like, you know, take what you want. Good luck you know, wear a mask. (laughs) But this year we had more of a regular uh, neighborhood experience. And so it was really busy. And me and my partner and my daughter and her girlfriend, we all sat out on the porch in our costumes and we handed out candy and we were laughing and having a good time. And it was, it was a very sweet Halloween. Uh, And it was a lot of fun to have that many trick-or-treaters because in our old neighborhood, We'd maybe get like six kids the whole night, and um, sometimes we just wouldn't even turn our porch light on because we knew that, you know, no one was coming anyway. So it was kind of fun to be like the neighborhood where people go because like cars mm-hmm. were showing up and on the groups would get out and trick or treat, and then they'd get back in their car and leave. It was so <laughs> funny. So, wow. you know. Sowentide, it still feels sowany to me, but I'm starting to switch gears into more of a Yule headset and or headspace. And I don't know, it's just so weird because you know, Elvira, when you run a retail business, you're always planning for the next thing, so you're always a couple months ahead mm-hmm. of what what the world is doing. So it's super weird, and this year feels even more weird. Like time is weird this year. I'm blaming it all on COVID. Time is good. Like I was convinced all day today that it was Saturday, and I was sitting with my daughter. We we watch Halloween Wars every year, where they you know make cakes and stuff that are spooky mm-hmm. and they compete against each other. We just finished watching it today. We we were behind, but I was like, oh my god, it's Friday. <laughs> I was convinced it was Saturday. So. You know, like all the things are going and things are great and I'm busy and I'm, I feel so blessed and I'm so confused. I have no idea what's going on. Everything feels strange. That's just kind of how it is, I think. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, and I think that sort of states a lot of what is existing out there in you know, yeah. our personal lives but also in the world. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so how about you? Well, my world is um settled to being in Arkansas. Um there is definitely season. Um, you know, California understand living half my life in southern and half my life in northern. California did have more seasonal aspects in the north and the south, but yeah. as compared to where I am now and going into the east, you know, the eastern United States, it definitely has season. I mean, yeah. all the trees have turned, you know, there are a lot of green trees, but there are a lot of trees that turn and their 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 colors come out and then all the leaves come off. And so your porch has always got, you know, piles of leaves that you know, at this point, um, the uh, 
family member I'm staying with has his uh, electric uh, leaf blower by the door so that he can blow the piles of leaves off of his porch, you know, which is obviously what we have now become become accustomed to. So there's that. The weather is crisp. I mean, you know, it can be a little chilly, but it's crisp. Uh, You know, we still have every once in a while we have a tornado warning, you know, like um, I think it was two nights ago they had a storm that basically was going to hit most of – um, the um, western side of Texas and um, Oklahoma and then up into Missouri. But because of where I am at in the corner of Arkansas, it was going to sweep somewhat by. So they kind of gave us a, a tornado warning. And so, of course, you know, it's a new experience for me to determine how to handle it. I mean, obviously, California fire, you have all the things you need to go out the door and run away here you right. can't run away so you have to go run and hide and you know so we have to know what to do so that was you know that's um part of it but the good news and the really um exciting news is that i closed on my house so i now actually have yay. a physical house yay i'm so that's you know, awesome first, everybody was saying why aren't you excited why aren't you more excited and i I kind of was trying to figure that out. It was like, why am I not excited? And then yeah. it kind of it dawned on me. I did events coordinating for a large lumber company for 10 years. I put on 50 vendor minimum trade shows every other year, which we started you know, about nine months before, of course, it does. And every so, of course, all the way through that preparation until the show, my mind was always on the to-do list and the things that needed to get put together. And I realized that's how I was handling going into escrow, doing all the things that needed to get done, and following it through till when it finally closed. And then it was like the event happened, and I mm-hmm. could be part of it. And, yes, there's always, you know, there's a potential of something happening in the actual event, but there's more of the enthusiasm that it's the event. And right. I realized that was what was going on. So that just happened on Wednesday where everything closed. And so now, you know, it's looking at my house and saying, okay, what am I going to do now that I have three storage units of things that I'm going to need to get ready to put in and, and see what goes? And so right. it's... It's another another level, but I am excited. I am looking at how to how to do this in a much calmer way than I've done all my life. As I was telling Phoenix before we got on the show, it seems that my way of moving was always, except for a couple of times, one or two times, always in this time frame, and it's always mm-hmm. under stress to get it done so that I can have a holiday. You know, it's so funny. I just realized this. Most of the time in my life, I've moved in the month of October. How weird. I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if most people can go, yeah, I typically move as blah, blah, blah. How weird. I'm going to start asking people. (laughs) Really? Well, because there's almost, I mean, I honestly, it's not, it's because for October, November, and December, there are certain holiday seasons seasonal things we do, and we construct our world in a way to make that 
part of what we enjoy doing, and right. most of us do. Um, and I thought that was really, you know, interesting that mine was at this time. It's always like November mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prior to my birthday, and which is in December. So it's very interesting, the flow and how it goes. So, yeah, it might be interesting to note because yeah. maybe it's something, it's a, some kind of an energy flow, and it may actually, we could even see if it ties into our subject today, but an energy flow of being born, or is it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you, I know it would be Taurus, but is it something about the season of mm-hmm. what we're doing, you know, how that flow in the season goes? I don't know, but it is kind of interesting. To, yeah, it is. To look at it, but other than that, it's it's learning different things. I am so jacked because I didn't do a ritual <laughs> for my ancestors or any of that this year, which isn't because I'm jacked. It was that I was with my descendant and my descendant, yeah. my daughter, my granddaughter my step-granddaughter and, you know, the, the different family members here on the side. And I was, I was moving in the flow of present to future, and we did go trick-or-treating, which was a trip. My, my granddaughter went as a princess mermaid. It was a costume she, her mother and she picked out at Walmart, and it was beautiful, and she nice. had a little, you know, her little tail, and she would kind of walk a little, you know, they weren't, it wasn't real tight, but it was enough that she couldn't, you know, really kind of run or stride. Um, and her two cousins, one went as a maniac, the littlest one, Niles, went as a maniac clown, and mm-hmm. the other one, who's nine, went as a Tyrannosaurus Rex, they, the blow-up Cute. kind where, mm-hmm. you, you know, so it was really fun to go and, you know, do this, and we would stand on the curb area, and they would go up, and the houses that had lights on, um, and there were several in the neighborhood that we did do it in, not the one I, that um, my daughter lives in, but one that the uh, one of the family members lives in town. And they collected quite a, quite a horde, and there was a lot of kids going in groups out there. So it was mm-hmm. really fun, and I thought... After the after the evening was over and we came home and I went home, you know, I kind of did a little meditation to to do something in um, more dream time area. But it was it was definitely different than how I had performed my holiday um, observation. And I think yeah. it's, you know different because this was that were part of this group of things that, you know, were like now, kids now. But other than that, I had some interesting things. One of the young young adults who's um, <laughs> uh, the boyfriend of one of the um, cousins came up to me and asked me if, you know, do I read stones and then something else? And you know, I would, what do, you know, what kind of, uh, I do I do some of this weird stuff? And I was looking at him and I was really kind of um, going, hmm, I don't think I need to say anything. So I kind of skirted it, but um, I have a feeling that I am the talk of the family on sidebars <laughs> of 
I must do something different and unusual. I call my, you know, my clients are my clients, and I, I refer to what I do um, as con- uh, consulting and, and life coaching and counseling and that kind of thing. So it takes it away from some of this, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I am not, I, you look at me, you know me, you kind of go, you talk in a different rhythm. <laughs> so I have a feeling <laughs> I, I obviously, there's questions, but nobody just come right out and said, are you one of those people that are weird yeah. and like, what, pagany witchy or something? So we'll see. And I, I, honestly, if they haven't already Googled me and found my, you know, what is on the web for me, I would be surprised, actually. <laughs> most of most every one of these kids are very savvy to that, so it wouldn't surprise me that they wouldn't have right. know, already yeah. checked People have out. a way of figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say one thing, and then we'll get right into our subject matter. It was interesting because when I went to sign for the title, there was a lot of papers to sign in, and by now I had done a shitload of e-signing for anything that came down the road. They'd send me something mm-hmm. and say, please e-sign. Yeah. So, of course, that would happen. And then she told me, as the, the, the title lady was saying, yes, you probably did all of these by e some of these by e-signing, but we have to have, I love how they put it, a wet signature. I find it kind of interesting. It's like, do I spit on it to make it wet? Um, but one of them, <laughs> she handed it to me and she said, I can't believe you have this many names. <laughs> and of course, that you know, when they take my social and run it, I have never um, not put any name change down. And in olden days, you used to be able to go change your name at Social Security and then go to the DMV and take that Social Security and change it, and you didn't go into any kind of legal, you know, courts. And, of course, yeah. after 9-11 and all of that, they, they started making it more stringent. Well, literally, I had about 20 names that were on there. And from, oh you know, when I, I know, 20 names. And it was like, I just look at that. I have the paper, and and I went, yeah, well, they only don't, they actually don't have one of my names here. And I looked at her. I said, it's Niaminen. I was married to a gentleman, and his last name was Niaminen. So I was um, Felicia Elvira Niaminen. And she looked at me, and I said, do, do you need to do anything about that? She said, no. <laughs> I go, okay. Because, you know, that was kind of like. But it was very interesting to see. You know, like, this is your history. And I said, well, you know, being from California and that woo-woo culture out there, they're weirdos, we change our names <laughs> when we, you know, have a spiritual experience. Right. And they kind of, she kind of laughed and looked at me because I think she, she came in saying, you're a Sag. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to tell me. <laughs> so it was kind of like, are you telling me that you know some of what I do? You know, right. But anyway. Okay, so we have a subject that is kind of, you know, it's astrological. And it's yeah, it's not a and, typical topic, but it's something yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's about the north and south nodes or the head and the tail of the dragon, and I'm turning it over yeah. to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I figure, well, I've been chattering about everything, and I figure, you know, I love hearing my own my own 
voice, but it does yeah. say that we're both, you know, we both work this this uh, radio show. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the nodes, the North Node and the South Node, are connected to the Moon. They're the lunar nodes of the Moon, and they're divided to the North and the South. And both of them are connected to sort of bigger fate, destiny, these like bigger concepts of your birth chart. And although the nodes move, just like all the other parts of your chart and of astrology, these, uh, their placement in your birth chart are kind of a big deal. They kind of give you a map of some of the big life shit that you're supposed to be working out. So if you've never had your chart done or you don't know what your north and south nodes are, it is worth finding out. And there's lots of free astrology websites and apps and things that you can just plug in your information and find out what your nodes are. But it is worth looking at because it can tell you some really big bits of information. Um, Some people believe that the north node is your destiny in this life. So where you're headed in this life, the big picture of what you're here to do. And the south node is your past lives and the the old stuff you're working out, the previous baggage, if you will, that you're carrying with you that you kind of karmically have to, to process. Uh, and so, you know, like these are big messages. It's not just like, you know, the sun's in Taurus, you're stubborn. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a really big thing. Um, right. And of course, the nodes are going to be fixed. So if you're, for example, if your north node is in Aries, your south node will be in Libra because they're the polar opposites of each other. So if your north node is Taurus, your south node is Scorpio. Those are the polarities. So no matter what, it's going to be like that. So if you figure out your north node, you automatically know what your south node is and vice versa. And so there is also this interesting thing about the polarity of your life. Uh, if the height and the thing you're headed for and your destiny is this direction, what, like Elvira said, it's the head and the tail of the dragon. What is the tail pointing to? Where have you been? What is the karmic stuff you're pulling along with you? You can't really reach your full trajectory. You can't really reach your full destiny if you're not dealing with some of the baggage. So, it's, you know, it's big stuff. It's really big stuff. What would you say? I feel like that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yes. And one of the things that the, the nodes are, they're referred to as the, the nodes of fate um, because of just exactly what Phoenix has said, that it's, you know, past and future. It's the, you know, and what we are right now in present is the the nexus of, what has been and what will be. And so I think right. um, I, like the, I, I like the idea of saying nodes of fate because it, it's, we don't, things are never written in stone any more than our fate, our destiny is written in stone no matter how many times movies, TV shows, books have created that and then people come to us and talk to us and this is kind of like this is my this is what I'm destined to do or this is my past lives and I have nothing that I can do to but to clean it up or or do this or do that and I'm like looking at this going we always have free will I mean, we that's yeah. that's the 
the point of what incarnation is is to do something, clean it up, do something, ignore it, and run it around again, or just sit as a lump on a log and exist. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I consider none of this bad. I just right. what we choose to do. And I like the idea. One thing I did find out, and it's very strange because I listened to an astrological um, weekly you know, podcast that talks about the coming time frame, and of course, this particular time frame, which we'll talk about later, of the where the the north and south nodes are, and but they are always in reverse. They are always reverse. They are never. It's not like something that we have as a planet, and oh, by the way, we're you know born on a Mercury retrograde, or we are born on a Uranus direct, or something. So um, because of the way our planet and the moon rotates and everything, it just happens to be that that is a constant, which I thought was interesting just because of the way that energy kind of moves. And if you think about the moon and the, 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 the fact that it is always reversing, it's, it's a different energy flow even when we're, we're looking at our, our destiny or what we're set to do in the world. So um, I do like the fact that there is a different movement and it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's a constant. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So do you have anything you want to jump in and add right now while I'm sitting here staring at some of my notes? <laughs> yeah. So um, the nodes change signs about every 18 months. So just know that that's like a part of the our cyclical world is every 18 months the north and the south modes move into the next or nodes <laughs> move into the next Node. sign um <laughs> the the no the nodes the lunar nodes are used in a lot of different forms of astrology so we're talking about western astrology but there is um kabbalah astrology and vedic astrology there's other forms of astrology and they all have a, a focus on the nodes in one way, shape, or form. Kabbalah astrology is heavily focused on these two points. Uh, and they call the North Node your correction. And these are the adjustments you need to make in order to progress as a soul. And then, again, to go back to the dragon, that comes from Vedic astrology, where it's called the head and the tail of the dragon. Um mm-hmm. The, in, through Vedic astrology, the tail and the messages of the tail and the south node are a little bit, like, harsher. Um, mm-hmm. It can be a little bit more of a slap in the face than some of the other systems of astrology. So it's also interesting, you know, just as a self-exploration, know-thyself type of um, study, to go and read about your specific nodes in these different systems because it is going to give you different perspectives on mm-hmm. how these uh, might be impacting your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True. It's interesting. Um, and I mean, when I saw, you know, how they describe North and South nodes, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, the head and the, the tail. Well, it's kind of like one of them said the head and the stomach, but you know, the stomach which is, you know, the, the, the south node needs to be, it's fed by the head because the mouth is in the head. So if you're going mm-hmm. to do anything, you have to continue to move forward, which is what 
the north node is forward movement, you know, things that may be challenging and scary and, you know, something that you want to do, but it's really hard, like climbing Mount Everest. But say, you know, the south node is how you actually are very comfortable with things that you have gotten to uh, come in with because it, well, then I feel really comfortable just sitting here planting my, my fields because I can do this. I know the rhythms and all of that. And we tend to rely on that. But mm-hmm. we also run back to it. So it's like old habits that we yeah. feel comfortable about rather than really keeping on that path of challenge. And I kind of look at it as sometimes we need a rest and we find that an old, an area of familiarity gives us a little bit of momentary rest, but it never satisfies us. And that's why we start to move forward into something new anyway. Mm-hmm. I once stumbled across, um, upon a website and I don't know what it was and it was so long ago, but I was doing a little bit. Uh, occasionally something will pop up on social media and it's like, you know, this thing tells you this secret and it was about the South node and about your, like your specific past life stuff. So Mm -hmm. I ended up like going down a rabbit hole about my South node and past lives. And it was like, it was interesting. I don't know how much I, you know, put any of my belief into any of that, but it's interesting. And there were a few things that I read that I was like, Oh, that's curious. That makes sense. That's an interesting thing, you know? So Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know, it's just another little thing that could give you information about yourself. Right, right. And I know every well, not every one of us, but both of you and I have gone through because we've talked about this going in and doing past life regressions. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. You know, I honestly feel they are valid. It is real, but I also right. feel that we romanticize because I know mm-hmm. I did very yeah. heavily and you know I'm very theatrical and you know I was going to be an actress and all that so obviously I had to have this side of me when it came up in astrology that I was going to look at and oh my gosh I was this and that and it doesn't always mean honestly that you were Cleopatra it just means that whatever <laughs> you come up with has drama around it well yeah. and that's you know, I think there's a certain amount of validity in the fact that our, you know, anything that we would consider a past life that we did, there's always drama. Even if we were out in the fields chained to a plow and doing something, there was drama about staying chained to that plow and, you know, not wanting to. But mm-hmm. the romanticization of um, that becomes a stumbling block in our present yeah. life when it becomes so involved. Well, this is a person from my past life and we have unfinished business. And I'm like, I understand that it's probably valid, but sometimes our unfinished business is not to go over a relationship with them. It may be just to go, I know that we did the best you can and you know what? I forgive you and we go on and just mm-hmm. let it go. And I think we get too much into um, that I was cheated out of this and I want to be able to finish it in this lifetime when in reality, if we really think about it, if you went over and really did it and went back, you'd be bored solid because you're not the yeah. same person. Yeah. Period. yeah. You know, the other, yeah. I think it's important to name too, that 
we're, the nodes are not actual planetary bodies. We're not talking about, exactly. you know, the, the, even the moon or Venus or anything like that. It's more the relationship between the sun, the moon, and earth. So yes. it is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an angle. It's a point. It's not a, a physical thing. So that's just something to know as well, which is why it, this, these are more esoteric concepts because astrology is thousands of years old. Astrology has been used by our ancient ancestors in different ways in different parts of the earth. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like Vedic astrology, for example, has a lineage thousands of years. So these are more set in stone concepts. There's not a lot of room for flexibility and interpretation because they're ancient practices. Mm-hmm. But the nodes aren't based on an actual physical thing. And so they are a little bit more esoteric and spiritual in nature than some of the other planetary bodies that you might connect to your astrology. It's really interesting. You know, I don't know a ton about astrology. I know just I'm a, a surface level dabbler. And I always find it saying the more I read about it, the more I'm like, oh, wow, this is neat. I like it. <laughs> right. Well, see, and it, it because... Obviously, you know, I was never, I, was, I didn't do well in geometry, so barely by the skin of my teeth I passed. But the idea that the degrees and the um, aspects and the way things are in astrology has always fascinated me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for me this represents a lot of that as you say, esoteric, it's something beyond how a planet, and I mean even astrology is somewhat esoteric because you have a planet that has this other planet that, you know, in, you know, in some kind of uh, relationship with the earth and, the, you know, all of this. And so it, it has a more esoteric thing. It's not like, well, you know, it rained on your birthday when you were born or, you know, whatever. That was a physical reality that happened. Um, These are esoteric things or non-physical things that happen. And um, it fascinates me because I go, oh, my gosh, just as I was telling Phoenix, when I looked at my own chart and I realized where my north and south nodes were, it was so weird because one happens to be about, you know, the psychic ability and one happens to be about very logical, um, representational, physical things, the complete mm-hmm. opposite. And um, what my world started as and how I've grown and where I've been challenged and, you know, what I do for obviously a living and we're talking about these areas, just kind of went whoa okay but it's yeah. how you marry the two how you bring those two aspects into a physical form is i think the um what they actually is um the embodiment of the idea of mm-hmm. these things called nodes absolutely so, yeah yeah but so so there's and, like another time, perhaps we should take a quick break and then come back and talk about where the nodes are right now. And then if we have time, dive a little bit into Scorpio season. Oh, yes, I know. That is so true. <laughs> All right. Okay. All I'll right. So let's, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron. 
radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2, and Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Wee! Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, every time, it's just that energy. I honestly, I'm going to do this. I have, what is it, IMBD, which is one of the, the free networks, uh, channels that you can watch, you know, some of the older movies, and they had, they just showed that I Dream of Genie is on, and I'm looking at this going, okay, it's going to be time to binge watch I Dream of Genie, because every time we do the show, that music just, that's all I want to do is go watch I Dream of Genie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't watched that okay. show since I was a kid. Yeah, I know that, too. And that's been a long time away. <laughs> Gosh. But anyway, okay, so as you mentioned, we yeah. have the current North-South Nose, because they do keep moving, obviously, as you know, time goes by. So go for it, my dear. Yeah, so currently, right this moment, as we are talking to you, the North Node is in Gemini, and it is going to be in Gemini until January 18th, 22. So we still have a couple of months and a bit of the North Node being in Gemini. And so what is this, what does that mean? It means that it's a time to potentially explore multiple pathways. Uh, It's a time to look at some family roots and maybe some old relationships with family that you may need to completely sever or repair, right? Both of those things. Um, the ancestry exploration can be a really big deal when the south node is in Gemini, interestingly enough. Uh, it could also be, hey, Elvira, moving residence. What? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Gemini is all about lots of opportunities, lots of op- options, lots of different ways of looking at things. And so this is the available energetic for all of us right now is that, looking at the places where we have multiple pathways and multiple things to look at. So since the North node is in Gemini, that means the South node is in Sagittarius. And again, maybe I should have mentioned this before, it moved into these signs on May 4th of 2020, and it will leave these signs on January 18th, 2022. So, you know, we've been here for a while the South node in Sagittarius gives us the opportunity to really look at, the roles we play in life and our goalposts and the things that we want to achieve and maybe how we need to give up some things. Like if we've had this big dream, are we really going for it? Is it time to abandon some of those things? Is it time to shift career paths or 
personal statements or spirituality and the, the way that we approach our life. So it's big shit having the South Node in Sagittarius. And those two things together, if you look at the balance of the North Node with all the potential opportunity and then Sagittarius really looking at your dreams at, from a realistic standpoint, you have this balance. What is it you want for real? What are you willing to give your time and devotion and energy to and look at all these possibilities and potentialities. What are you going to do? So it's really mm-hmm. potent energy. And you might even go, oh, my gosh, I've already been exploring this for the last year and a half. How fascinating. Um, and depending <laughs> on your personal signs, it's going to impact you differently. So that's also something to look into is how it might be impacting you, your north and south nodes because it's going to treat all of us different. Of course, of course, and yeah. um, the the interesting thing is is that um, astrologically, what is still going on is um, the the conjunction with Uranus and oh God, here we go, Saturn, which is yeah, the rebel. We're, yeah, we're in an intense moment astrologically. Yeah. <laughs> and the the rebel and the 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 father the stationary the the mm-hmm. standard the status quo yeah. and so these particular nodes create the way that they're set up they're creating movement on a much more subtle level but mm-hmm. still a very powerful level and then you you add you know like come down a notch you add the uh, retro you know the uh, Uranus uh, uh, Saturn conjunction, and then mm-hmm. just to make everything fun, they're going to throw in Venus goes retrograde. I think it's it's already done that, and it's going to stay that way till January next year. Yeah. Next year, January twenty second or twenty fifth or something. Something and way, we have a way slew the, of eclipses coming too. So it's oh yeah, it's a very it's a very fun month to be alive in yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think yeah. that. With the, the lunar and solar eclipses coming, full moon, dark moon, um, and the nodes being the moon aspects that they are working on, we've got some layers here that, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, everybody is looking at the dark side. Oh, my God, it's gonna, this is going to fall into the abyss. You know, but I think you look at it with a little bit of that, Higher potential is that crunch and crust that is all over that beautiful golden statue is cracking and falling away, and then there's this beautiful golden statue that comes yeah. out to be able to be to radiate it, you know the energy and things. I think that's what's happening more than everything is going to disintegrate and fall apart, and you know I mean things will get shaken up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, my moving from California to Arkansas. Right. That shook the hell out of my world. And it's it's taken me, you know, from, what, June to now to even feel some kind of solidity of my right. world that I'm existing right. in. And that's, what, about six, six seven months. Um, mm-hmm. And I realized for... You know, people we talk to, clients, um, customers, things like that that come in and have this other stuff bombarding them, it's important to kind of look at this is um, 
a time when, yes, it's scary and things are going to, you know, fall apart. I think what it was that somebody was saying, you know, we'd rather go back to the disaster that we feel more comfortable in, but no, mm-hmm. than go yeah, to the devil the, you the, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the devil you know is, you know, the one you'd rather be with than the, the one you don't know. And I'm yep. looking at this going, I agree. We all want to go back to normal, like COVID. Yeah. We want to go back to normal. Well, right. There isn't a normal because there wasn't a normal after HIV and no and SARS right. and right. any of these right. things. And yeah, what I guess is normal? What is normal? It's it's what we feel that is, you know, the the good old days. There aren't any, yeah. you know, those are no. that isn't there. It's and no. I think that's really important, not just because we're talking about the North and South Nodes, but we're talking about real life. Mm-hmm. And how it, it affects every one of us personally, and yeah. how those that we we connect with in in whatever form, and um, I just it's a it's a big time. We just had yesterday the eleven eleven, which you know again you know depends on where you are, what you 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 go with, but the portal of of higher enlightenment opened up mm-hmm. and poured in right. more energy, more more more. Uh, of this to you know light, but what do you do when you hit light against crusty darkness mm-hmm. energetically? So I guess I'm, and it it shakes my world up too, it scares the shit out of me too. So it's not <laughs> like you know I'm sitting here going, oh yeah, I'm talking high and you know this high you know vibrational stuff and everything. Well, I live it day by day too. Right, right, and. Right. I think that we need to look at with um, with more of a sensitive eye, like small things. I have found the most interesting thing. Now, obviously, I'm California. I still wear a mask no matter what. Mm-hmm. I go out in the public or I'm in, you know, a large, you know, a building where there are people or whatever, and, you know, and I wear a mask. Um, mm-hmm. But I always, and it's funny because I will stand and as I'm walking out the door, Somebody's coming in. I will open that door and stand there. It doesn't matter yeah. if I have to get to an appointment or something. And the person goes, oh, thank you. And I said, you're welcome. And that simple little experience of doing that is raising yeah. a vibration. And it's symbolically right. you're opening a door for someone to walk through. So metaphorically, you can help that person even when you're not talking to them about Tarot cards or meditation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's that's how I see this time frame and the nodes. You know, as as a the nodes. Well, yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth looking up and and doing a little bit of reading on your personal placements because it's fun. And even if you think mm-hmm. astrology is a bunch of hooey, it's still like, you know, it can be fun and silly and just have a laugh about it, you know. So do mm-hmm. it. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, the other thing we, we're going to try to squeeze in is that we're currently in Scorpio season. And that, for folks who know, this will be old information. And for folks who don't, every year we have Scorpio season. It happens every year around the 21st of October through around the 21st of November. That shifts and rotates depending on actual planetary placements. But Scorpio is a water sign. It is a fixed water sign. So generically speaking, they tend to be Scorpio energy is more emotional. 
but also a little stubborn. <laughs> There's a, a, a dominant energy connected to fixed signs. Uh, and we, uh, the season of Scorpio encourages us to go deep into our emotions. And it is, I find it interesting personally that Scorpio season is when Samhain happens. So it's this mm-hmm. sort of dark and mysterious. It's a holiday that's about death. And, and the, uh, on the other side of the planet is when Beltane is happening because the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemispheres are having polar opposite experiences. And the other part of Scorpio is like this sex and death and rebirth energy. And in the sign of Scorpio, that's what the planet is doing. It's having this sex and death and regeneration energy. It's just so freaking cool, in my opinion. But, you know, Scorpio season is about the the dark and all of the beautiful, wonderful things that can happen in darkness. And it's about mystery and magic and um, sex and sexuality and connecting in with your physical body in that way. Uh, You know, the polar opposite of Scorpio is Taurus. So that's very much physical body, um, those sort of connections. The other thing that's about Scorpio from some of the things uh, more of like a warning is that Scorpio energy can be a little bit obsessive. And so this is also a good time to look at, where you may be needing to track your obsessive energies a little bit. Maybe some things need to be fine-tuned or released or tightened up um, because, you know, that energy can sneak in in a way that is not necessarily healthy. So there's a lot. As the sun moves through the different signs, and that happens 12 times a year every year, we have this opportunity to work with that energetic. And so now we're in the, in the moment of Scorpio and we're slowly moving into the moment of Sagittarius and that's going to change. It's going to go from this sort of intense, emotional, deep energy to something more passionate and fiery and adventure seeking. So, so also noticing like the closer we get to Sagittarius, the more those feelings might want to come out and again, weird to me, for those of us in the United States, Sagittarius happens at Thanksgiving. So there's this hustle and bustle and movement and often travel and going to do things and having big dinners and, you know, all this very Sagittarian energy. So, you know, it's just other fun ways to look at your life and the uh, forces that might be impacting you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I, I always see, yes. Um, you know, Scorpio comes, especially for Samhain, it comes as a life, you know, the, the death, rebirth point of reference um, and going into the, the dark and, and going into the underworld and doing all of that kind of dark stuff. But I also look at it as a rebirth. So I, I kind of, mm-hmm. I it's, it's like you have a balance and if you look at it, you go, yes, you go to this side, but then you flow to this side, and then you come back to this side, and it's this flow. We get stuck in one side or the other out of fear. And mm-hmm. um, this particular time frame, I think, is teaching us specifically about the flow and to avoid being stuck out of fear because right. we're in that major shift. And, you know, they've done it in a more commercial way, by making, you know, the holiday time 
um, this wonderful, you know, light and everything, which is okay. I, I have no problem. I have enjoyed it over the decades that I've been alive. But, you know, it is another way to try and distract ourselves from the energy rather than mm-hmm. just to flow with the energy. And I will say this, and it's funny because I was really impressed and I, I, they've got, you know, when you hear commercials and holiday jingles and everything, which they've already started, um, mm-hmm. Penney's is one of our last big box old stores. And yeah. they're, they're trying to stay alive. And they've come up with this really neat Christmas um, ad space. And what they're doing is they're taking and they're using joy, comfort, and peace as the words they use to this Christmas jingle, which is basically yeah. their you know, their initials for themselves. I just I thought it was the most delightfully creative way <laughs> to put things together and talk about something that is happening obviously, which is Christmas and, you know, let's yeah. all go out and, you know, help keep our economy going and, you know, keep us alive. You know, that kind of thing. But it was it was something that made me really smile and obviously um, I think that is another way of what putting that energy flow on for you know the Scorpio time frame because it is just when you get into the the time frame of Scorpio then you go to Sag and then you're in Capricorn and of course for Christian traditions you have um, December 25th is Capricorn Whereas, you know, Hanukkah is more Sagittarius, and so mm-hmm. is, I think, Kwanzaa, and I don't know some. I don't know if I've missed some of the more obvious ones, but, you know, our own pagan tradition is the solstice is the 21st or the 22nd, depending on where it falls. Um, it's still, that is still in Sagittarius. So you, you, kind yeah. of, you kind of look at just the flow of yeah. what people yeah. have created and sometimes I think it's so unconscious, and yet you, you marvel at how spirit works through even the most unconscious. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. And on uh, that note, we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can. We can wrap it up like a package, and we can yeah. put something cute on it. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I suspect we also need to let our listenership know that since we are on this every other week and sometimes the the, the the Sabbath fall close enough to one of them that we do um, one of our reruns so yeah. uh, it sometimes means that you only hear us once live a month. We are also hitting which for Phoenix is the busy time of the year. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're trying to work a schedule out where we will at least from what I can see be live on December 3rd and do a rerun on December 17th of the winter solstice. And then we may wind up having to do something um, around the 24th because it's right before, it's her busy night, it's her busy day. Mm -hmm. So we are not sure how that last week, which will be our Friday, is December 31st. So you and I will have to talk about that. So it may be that you won't, hear us before the end of the year or you may hear it right after the beginning of the new year well there's likely to be 
there'll be a, a repeat show. There'll be our winter solstice show. And there'll be something else that will be delightful all before the end of the year. And then oh, it'll be, you know, all kinds of fun stuff going into 2022. Uh, sure. So yeah, that gives yeah. you kind of a feel, and that gives us a kind of a feel. And yeah. on that note, we will say adieu for the yeah. next time we talk. See <laughs> you later. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.